0: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilkham. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez.
1: Welcome, one and all, to this tremendous Thursday here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It is the Catholic Morning Show. I'm Matt Wilkham, sitting in for John Leonetti, who is out this week. He'll be back next week, but. We have a a wonderful show with a couple of interviews that John did a a few weeks back. uh, Coming up at 7.15, we have an Ask a Priest segment with Father P.J. McManus, as usual, as well as at 7.45, an interview that John did a few weeks back with Aaron Singh. He is the founder and president of Tradevox, and it's a a book, Light of the World, highlighting the writings of a few saints, including St. Edmund Campion, St. John Fisher and St. Robert Sothel. So, we're going to look forward to that coming up at 45 past the hour. We're going to have your news, your sports with Mark Amadeo, and your weather with our newest Iowa Catholic radio member of the team, Brady Grimm, here. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, we're going to hear a little bit more about him later on in the show as well. Uh, kind of introduce you, our audience, to him, and vice versa. So, Uh, But before we go any further, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to the Lord.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen.
1: Amen. Let's go to the news. Brought to you this morning by Dental Associates, providing comprehensive dental and oral health care for your family. Des Moines-Dentalassociates.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. India became the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's South Pole on Wednesday, a historic voyage to uncharted territory that scientists believe could hold vital reserves of frozen water and a technological triumph for the world's most populous nation. After a failed attempt to land on the moon in 2019, India now joins the United States, the Soviet Union, and China as only the fourth country to achieve this milestone. India's success comes just days after Russia's Luna 25, which was aiming for the same lunar region, spun into an uncontrolled orbit and crashed. It would have been the first successful Russian lunar landing after a gap of 47 years. Irish-American Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York celebrated mass at a mass rock in Killarney, County Kerry, Ireland during a pilgrimage with roughly 40 people from the Archdiocese of New York on Monday. Dolan shared in a video that he had the honor he has had the honor of celebrating mass in several special places such as St. Peter's Basilica, Lourdes, and the Holy Land, but this location was for him particularly meaningful. During the 16th and 18th centuries, under the penal laws, all expressions of the Catholic faith were prohibited in Ireland. Priests risked fines, imprisonment, and death for celebrating Mass. This forced priests to celebrate Mass outdoors, in secret locations, using rocks as makeshift altars. Many of these Mass rocks are still in existence today and serve as a symbol of the hardships Irish Catholics endured during British rule. Des Moines Public Schools will dismiss classes three hours early Thursday because of a third straight day of superheated temperatures expected. The Midwest is in the midst of an intense heat wave as a high pressure ridge sits over the central part of the country and moist air from the Gulf of Mexico makes conditions feel unseasonably humid. Des Moines set an August 23rd record high temperature of 100 degrees. That's 17 degrees above average. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
3: In sports on your Thursday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. In the battle of first place teams in interleague play, it was the Milwaukee Brewers sweeping a series from the Minnesota Twins. Milwaukee winning yesterday by the score of eight to seven in ten innings. So the Brewers now with a three and a half game lead over second place Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. While the Twins with a four and a half game lead, they're in first place over 2nd place Cleveland Guardians. In other interleague games, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 6-4 in Detroit. In the National League yesterday in Pittsburgh, it was the St. Louis Cardinals defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates by the score of 6-4. Over in the American League yesterday, in Oakland, the Kansas City Royals shutting out the Oakland A's by the score of four to nothing. While in Chicago, the White Sox defeated the Seattle Mariners by the score of five to four in ten innings. Yesterday in Triple A baseball, it was Game Two of the Iowa Cubs six-game series at Indianapolis. That's part of a 12-game road trip for the Iowa Cubs. Yesterday it was Indianapolis defeating the Iowa Cubs by the score of nine to four. Tonight, same two teams, I Cubs at the Indianapolis Indians, which is the Triple A. Affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. First pitch, 6 o'clock at Indianapolis, Indiana tonight. And tonight, NFL preseason football. It's the final preseason weekend, week three. And the first game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. Pittsburgh is undefeated 2-0 in preseason play. Atlanta's record is 1-0-1. Kickoff six thirty 6-30 from Atlanta, Georgia. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. And the second game tonight has the Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Colts with a record of 1-1. Eagles looking for their first win. Their record is 0-1-1. Kickoff at 7 o'clock from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And that game will be televised. Televised on Prime Video. And we are two days away from the start of Iowa Catholic Radio's coverage of Dowling Catholic High School football. This will be our 47th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. And the first game is this Saturday, August 26th. It's the season opener. Second-ranked Dowling Catholic taking on sixth-ranked Cedar Rapids-Kennedy in a 5A district game. Pre-game at 530 Saturday night with kickoff at 615 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. Join Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and me for the broadcast all season long here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio networks stations. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
1: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, this particular fun fact, Brady, seems appropriate for a hot August day. And, and that is the total population of insects is estimated to be a billion times greater than that of the human population. Wow. That is... Uh... a <laughs> A little bit disturbing, actually. Well, I, you know, we've been battling some, some ants in the bathroom here at the studio lately, and I just had to dispose of a couple of roly-polies in my office while I was walking into the studio before the show here. So I thought, well, let's let's trot this one out and uh and have a little discussion but
4: well uh, being new i actually didn't notice that and uh that's probably a good sign yes we didn't tell you about <laughs> that
1: if you had known yeah the extent of the problem here and uh yeah you know, we didn't want you to say no to the job
4: that so, could have been a problem yeah right exactly so this is your how's your first week been going it's been here? awesome here i'm i've felt really welcomed by everyone and i've uh been enjoying it thoroughly so well we're certainly happy to have you here <laughs> yeah, it's and, been great uh perhaps a little bit later in the show we can Talk
1: a little bit more with you about where you come from and sure. your background and sounds uh, good. All things I
4: would Brady, love to do grimm <laughs> And uh, uh for the weather, what do we got going on? Okay, yeah, I do have good news uh in the weather department at least. Uh the excessive uh heat warning is ending today at seven PM. So right, we'll finally be out of on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then for today we're looking at of course sunny and hot conditions. Uh, Heat index values as high as 110 degrees Uh, uh, for tonight, low around 73 Uh, Friday, slight chance of showers, but only at 20%, Uh, mostly sunny and high of 91 and for Saturday, mostly sunny and a high of 83 degrees, Uh, taking a look at your temperatures uh, around the uh, central Iowa area. We got Des Moines at 79 degrees, Ames at 76, Marshalltown, 78, and Creston, uh, 76, Fairfield, 78. Uh, Weather brought to you by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. Call 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Very good. Thank you, Brady. Right now we
1: have on the phone Deacon Randy Keel to help us prepare for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. Good morning, Deacon. How are you? Oh, he's got we're get, still getting him on the phone. <laughs> I have to say, Brady, great job. Thank Your you very first time doing the weather and at least at this station. Well, okay. <laughs> You've done it before at, at other stations. Yeah, yeah. Back home. And you yeah. are also I I didn't realize this. You were a, a,
4: you are a trained National Weather Service Storm Spotter. That's correct. Every year I go in for uh, the National Weather Service uh, training. Uh, They usually have it downtown um, at the uh, emergency management building down there and uh, get the training every year. See how the storms form and um, best way to uh, analyze those storms. Excellent. Well, we'll hear more about that Perhaps a little bit later. Perfect. So That's now all.
2: we can say we have a grim weather forecast for today. <laughs>
1: no matter what, I'll uh, take that. <laughs> well, we'll 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 see about that. It's uh well it's I don't I don't know what to do with that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Where do <laughs> well, you go with that one? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Let's go to Deacon Randy Keel now, who is on the phone to help us prepare for the twenty-first Sunday in Ordinary Time, the Mass this coming Sunday. Good morning, Deacon Randy. How are you?
5: Hey, good morning, Matt. Good to be with you all.
1: Well, thank you for being with us here. And uh, which reading would you like to focus on?
5: Well, since we were kind of just talking about weather predictions, I want to stay with Isaiah chapter 22.
1: Excellent. Tell us all because, about I mean,
5: it. Because it's got a great sense of prediction for us, but it also gives us a strong admonition. We see that the master of the palace, Shebna, has been taken out of authority of basically his reign of authority because his ego was too large. I'm going to reduce it to that for our understanding, (laughs) because he got too much pride, and the opposite of pride and ego would be shame. So the Lord took him out and brought shame to his life and to his descendants, but replaced him with Eliakim. Now, there's two Eliakims in the story and all throughout the Old Testament. This is the son of Hilkiah, so he's in a royal line from the house of David. And he says that I will take your clothing, Stevna, and I will place him on Eliakim, who was just a servant. I will close.
1: Looks like we may have lost Deacon Randy momentarily here with a a phone glitch, but, uh, This first reading, I'll just read it for you folks. Thus says the Lord to Shebna, as we we get uh, Deacon Randy back on the phone here. Thus says the Lord to Shebna, master of the palace, I will thrust you from your office and pull you down from your station. On that day, I will summon my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and gird him with your sash and give over to him your authority. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, I will place the key of the house of David on Eliakim's shoulder. When he opens, no one shall shut. When he shuts, no one shall open. I will fix him like a peg in a sure spot to be a place of honor for his family. And Deacon Randy was talking about the need for humility and how he needed to teach that to Shebna and give the sort of the the key of the house of David to someone else. And this is sort of an illusion also uh, when we're talking about uh, the, you know, the papacy. This is sort of an illusion, sort of a prefigurement uh, to the Lord Jesus kind of getting, giving the keys of the house of David, the keys to the kingdom, to St. Peter. So that's something that uh, is a, if you're an apologist, Isaiah 22, you should be very familiar with. Uh, But right now it's 13 minutes past the hour. I want to invite everyone to an event that we have coming up in October on Thursday, the 19th of October with Joe Heschmeyer from Catholic Answers. Uh, Speaking of an apologist, he is a staff apologist with Catholic Answers. And you don't want to miss this talk on seven mysteries unlocked by the Eucharist. And this is going to be in Winterset at St. Joseph at 630 p.m. at the parish there. It's also going to feature our Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. So go to Iowa Catholic Radio right now. Sign up, reserve your seat for this free event. Uh, but uh, we do ask you to sign up so we have an idea of how many people are going to be showing up. Uh, partly because the good folks at St. Joseph in Winterset sounds like they're they're wanting to prepare a little reception after Joe Heschmeyer's talk. So we all want to invite you. Go to iowacatholicradio.com for all the details. Right now, we're going to take a little bit of a a breather here. When we come back, it's Ask a Priest. John Leonetti uh, interviewed uh, Father P.J. McManus uh, a while back, and we're going to air that interview next here on the Catholic Morning
3: Show. Don't go away. You're listening to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
6: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and
2: operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com.
6: Support for Iowa Catholic Radios provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future.
7: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance for auto, home, life, business, and more. It's your future. Let's protect it.
8: Learn more at CindySchulte.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte for her support. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at Joinsarah.org. Join S-E-R-R-A.org. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic
4: Radio.
1: It's 16 minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham, sitting in for John Leonetti here this morning on The Big Show. Right now, we're going to go to an interview that John did with Father P.J. McManus, who's pastor of Christ the King Parish on Des Moines' south side. If it's anything, if there's anything that Father P.J. knows, it's how to answer faith questions. So here's that interview.
7: Our Ask Father PJ segment with Father P.J. McManus, pastor of Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Johnny. We've got three questions in for you. We'll start with the first one. Listener asks, are we supposed to be saying something when we cross our mind, lips, and hearts before the gospel?
0: No, but you okay. can. Okay. <laughs> So this, this is an example of—there's um, uh, a technical word for it that I've suddenly lost—like um, uh, ritual mimicry. That's not quite it, but that's pretty close. So, um, so it's the case that very often in the liturgy, the people simply sort of ape what the priest does, and that's sort of intuitive. The guy at the front of the room tends to know what to do in a way the guys at the back might not, right? Um, now, there are things the priest does that the people shouldn't do because they clearly belong to his office as priest, and this is the reason we get in fights about what to do with our hands of the Our Father and all this kind of business. But when it comes to uh, making the sign of the cross on our forehead, uh, lips, and, and heart, um, this isn't even strictly rubrical. I mean, it's totally permitted, but it's really just an imitation of the priest or deacon who is uh, who, who, who first touches the Evangelion, the book of the Gospels, and then traces on his forehead uh, uh, the sign of the cross, the forehead, lips, and, and chest, the sign of the cross. And what he sa- what he says when he does that is, May the word of the Lord be on my heart, on my lips, and in my, on my mind, on my lips and in my heart. That's what I pray. Now, this is this is related to another set of prayers that the people mostly don't hear, but they at least kind of see. Hmm. So, in principle, right, the, the 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 purest form of the mass or whatever. However, the, the, in in an ideal world, the way this is supposed to work is you have a deacon at the mass, and the deacon bows before the priest and says, "Father, give me the blessing." And the blessing the priest gives is not his own, right? It's scripted. And what he says is, may the Lord be in your heart and on your lips that you might proclaim his holy gospel worthily and well. That's a short form of a longer version that was in the liturgy for most of its history, um, which is, uh, may the word of the Lord be in your heart and your mind and on your lips, even as he cleansed the prophet Isaiah with the burning of the coal, right? So it's that that, that memory of the story of Isaiah with the coal, Isaiah sees the coal. The angel takes the coal out of the furnace, or out of the thurible, puts it on his lips, and he's and he's made clean. It's a it's a prayer for purity before the gospel, just like the priest prays, par- prays prayers of purity. Say that six times fast before Holy Communion. Um, and so, in as much as as the people are receptive to the same, it's a great thing to do. The problem with ritual mimicry, though, is that sometimes we get it wrong. So here's a good example that probably lots of our listeners do all the time and don't realize. So in the penitential rite— No, I thought you were going somewhere no, else. In the penitential rite, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the priest says, um, uh, May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. And a lot of people make the sign of the cross at that yes, point. Yes, yeah. Um, and there's no sign of the cross there, either for the priest or the people. And the reason for that is, there used to be another prayer there. So in the extraordinary form, older forms of the Roman rite, there there, there was another prayer there. But the other prayer sounded so much like sacramental absolution— that when the liturgy came into the vernacular, they were afraid people might think they'd been to confession, mm. and so they took it out so that the people wouldn't be confused. But people still remembered making the sign of the cross more or less there, and so they still do. And of course, in English, there's basically four phrases, and so it becomes fairly easy to sure. to fall into. Now, are you sinning by doing it? No, of course not. It just sometimes ritual mimicry doesn't track with what's actually happening. Been trying to tell
7: my mom that for years. Mom, I hope you're listening. My mom's a very pious woman. I give my mom a hard time a lot. And she knows I I, uh, I give her a hard time in front of friends, um, too, because she is like the, the mom that's got every little ritual thing. Yeah. I mean, she's such a pious, you know, everything's got a movement to it. She's Italian. So it's just the way it works. The Irish that, are not so different. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way we, we roll. All right. Uh, question number two. Why are most priests not
0: married, Father? Because the Latin rite of the church uh, has simply been more successful or larger, uh, more populous for, for most of our history than the Eastern churches, and because the discipline of the Latin West is that priests are married and has been for a real, real, real long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm sort of unique in that uh, I, I've, not only, I've not only known married priests, I've actually lived with married priests and their families before, right? So uh, I, I know married priesthood well, both from my work in the Eastern churches and my work with the Anglican Ordinariate, those, those uh, Episcopalians that have come into the Catholic Church um but uh but uh, so like i understand why married priests look real interesting from the outside they're really just like priests but then they also have wives like Mm -hmm. it's it's not nearly as interesting as it looks yeah and it and 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 it's great and many of them do wonderful work and it's annoying just like celibates can be real annoying and uh and their hr problems just like there are with with celibates and it's 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 it, it, it this is not nearly as interesting a topic as as we often try and make it yeah
7: I would also say, too, um, at least when I was in seminary, I I felt like, you know, I didn't have my finger on the pulse in the sense I had my finger on the pulse. I didn't didn't know the exact number, but I mean, it was high 90s uh, percentage of guys that said, I'm I'm, I'm going to be celibate. I'm, you know, I wouldn't want to be a married priest. Um, I was the same way when I was in the seminary. I was the same way when I left the seminary. I didn't want to get married. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> I didn't want, want anything to do with marriage. I, I worked a little bit in my apostolic work with married couples, and that did it. I was happy, going to be single for the rest of my life. But uh, at the same time, this is a discipline that the West uses, right, or, or that the uh, uh, the Roman right uses. And
0: so um,
7: can you talk a little bit about what's behind the discipline?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think— th- th- The skits explained differently at different times. The one thing that is certainly not true and is just good to kind of beat out of people's heads is this is not now nor has ever been strictly about property. Mm -hmm. Like there's a there's a kind of a Protestant canard about this that, you know, property was passed on from father to son. And so and so the church wanted the priest property. They didn't want the priest kids inheriting the property, especially if the priest's son then didn't go on to become a priest. Um, That's the. There's very little evidence of that. And it also presumes property rights were the same in all of Europe. And that just is not the case. Um, I think the better way to understand it today would be something more along the lines of professional boundaries. So uh, priests, there've always in the, the, in those times and places where clergy, where married men have been ordained uh, to the priesthood. um, There've always been more restrictions around a priest's wife than a regular person's wife. Um, and so 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 a priest is only going to be able to like select his spouse from amongst people to whom he's ministering and that's clearly a recipe for disaster yeah that they had figured out within the first three or four centuries like it's not good to, which is which is why in those traditions that do permit married clergy you're always married first you don't go around marrying after mm-hmm. and if and if and and if you're ordained before you're married then you stay celibate in some ways, to protect the people from you. Mm. Um, now, it's not because we think all priests are leches or something like that, but yeah. it's but, 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 but in I think the language that we would use today is it's about professional boundaries. And if I'm going to be in this relationship to you, I need to be in a stable state vocationally, uh, maritally, so that it's very, very clear what the boundaries of this relationship are. Obviously, sometimes priests get themselves into trouble with that. That causes a guy to have to kind of pause, reconsider what's going on, all those kinds of things. But, but fundamentally, celibacy exists to protect both the priest and the people um, and to sanctify the Church. There we go.
7: Question number three for Father P.J. McManus. Uh, Father, what is the
0: source of the Catholic Church's authority? Well, the same as the source of all authority, which is God, um, but, but fun, which is really, really important. I, I, that part, I think, is easy to gloss over. But like the, the Church clearly understands—St. Paul articulates this very, very clearly— um, the source of Caesar's authority is also God. So the source of Congress's authority is also God. It's not actually just that we all got together to vote them into office. Mm-hmm. God's permissive will allows certain people to be in charge of things and other people to be in, made in charge of, right? And, and, and so, so on some level, anybody who acts in authority over anyone, parent to child, employer to employee, superior to subject, Pastor to associate pastor right whatever like those people are all in a certain sense acting in the person of God not that they're God to the person right but they're 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 acting in view of of authority which derives ultimately from God yep now clearly the church's authority comes from God in a way that Congress's doesn't that's fair or that Parliament's doesn't yep or that your bosses doesn't right. And so, um, so I'm I'm not saying like the CEO of 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 come and go is appointed by God in the same sort of way that the Pope is. That's not the idea. Sure. Fundamentally, this hinges on the person of Jesus. So, 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 really, the authority of the Catholic Church rests on the person of Jesus. And if Jesus isn't who he said he was, then yeah, we're we're making everything up. Mm-hmm. Like this, none of this is right. But if Jesus is who he says he is. And, and, and if the story happened the way the, the, the way has been presented to us, if the faith that's been handed on by the saints is true, then it's all true. And then the church's authority does derive ultimately from Jesus. Now, there are gradations of teaching and gradations and exercise of authority. And those things matter um, because uh, clearly, you know, um, the pope's appointment of a particular bishop to a particular diocese doesn't have the same weight as like a dogmatic pronouncement. Right. So you can be mistaken sure about matters of fact um but uh but ultimately what makes them in charge is that god has allowed them to be
7: father pj mcmanus everyone if you have questions you can send them in to iowacatholicradio.com click on contact and you can send in just put in the subject line ask father pj we're always here 7 15 every thursday with father pj mcmanus god bless you father thank you thank you jenny
1: it's 27 minutes past the hour here on the Catholic morning show as you heard a wonderful interview there John Leonetti with Father PJ McManus every week on a Thursday at 7:15 it's ask a priest send your faith questions into us at contact at iowacatholicradio.com. we'll f- feed them along to Father PJ he might be answering your question next week you never know again that email contact at iowacatholicradio.com. We've got a lot coming up here for the second half hour of the Catholic Morning Show, including an interview that John did a few weeks back with Aaron Seng. the book Light of the World, highlighting a bunch of different writings from some saints that you probably recognize. That's coming up along with news, weather, sports, everything. Right now, let's t- stop down and we'll be back here momentarily on the Catholic Morning Show.
3: The
8: Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ, the King Parish in Des Moines. Today in the church, we're celebrating the feast day of St. Bartholomew, one of the apostles of the Lord. In John's Gospel, he's named as Nathaniel. One of Nathaniel or Bartholomew's character traits listed here in the Gospel is being a man of no duplicity. He is not a two-faced man appearing one way but really acting in another being one way before one group of people being another way before Jesus or and the apostles there is no duplicity in him may all of us be men and women of no duplicity I mean, we have a unity of life that is to say we are the same person before everyone we're the same before God before our family, before our friends before those we've just met there's nothing we need to hide Because before God, we know who we are. We are his sons and daughters who have an inheritance as his children. We need not put up airs or false faces. We can be men and women of no duplicity. May God bless you and let us keep praying for each other.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa
1: Catholic Radio comes from A New Look Exteriors, an Anderson-certified contractor providing custom window installations, roofing, siding, gutters, concrete, and more to help give your home a new look. Learn
0: more at anewlookexteriors.com. Each fall, Inner Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines.
7: Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: The Catholic Morning Show continues here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network at 28 minutes until the top of the hour. Coming up, John Leonetti's interview with Aaron Seng. We've got news for you. We've got sports, weather with Brady Grimm. All of that, including now our blessing. Let's pray. Deacon Tony, offer our day to Almighty God.
2: God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, mother of Jesus in the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen.
1: Let's take a look at the news. Brought to you this morning by Dental Associates, providing comprehensive dental and oral health care for your family. Des moines com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. An executive jet believed to have carried Wagner mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin to his death on Wednesday showed no sign of problem until a precipitous drop in its final 30 seconds, according to flight tracking data. Russia's aviation agency said Prigozhin, who led an aborted mutiny in June, was one of 10 people on board the downed plane. Video showed the plane descending rapidly with its nose pointing almost straight downward and a plume of smoke or vapor behind it. Russian investigators have opened a criminal probe to determine what happened. South Carolina's Supreme Court ruled Wednesday that a law protecting unborn babies with detectable heartbeats from abortion is constitutional and can go into effect. The ruling ended a circuit court's injunction that had temporarily blocked the Fetal Heartbeat and Protection from Abortion Act, which was signed by Republican Governor Henry Henry McMaster in May. In his opinion representing the 4-1 majority, Justice John Kittredge wrote that, quote, "...the legislature has found that the state has a compelling interest in protecting the lives of unborn children." Planned Parenthood South Atlantic, meanwhile, criticized the ruling, saying it forces many South Carolinians to remain pregnant against their will. Des Moines Public Schools will dismiss classes three hours early Thursday because of a third straight day of superheated temperatures expected. The Midwest is in the midst of an intense heat wave as a high pressure ridge sits over the central part of the country and moisture from the Gulf of Mexico makes conditions feel unseasonably humid. Des Moines set an August 23rd record high temperature of 100 degrees, 17 degrees above average. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo
3: on your Thursday morning. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard. The Midwest teams that were in action on Wednesday. In the battle of first place teams in interleague play, it was the Milwaukee Brewers sweeping a series from the Minnesota Twins. Milwaukee winning yesterday by the score of 8-7 to seven in 10 innings. So the Brewers now with a 3.5 game lead over second place Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. While the Twins with a 4.5 game lead, they're in first place over second place Cleveland Guardians. In other interleague games, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Detroit Tigers by the score of 6-4 in Detroit. In the National League yesterday in Pittsburgh, it was the St. Louis Cardinals defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates by the score of 6-4. Over in the American League yesterday... In Oakland, the Kansas City Royals shutting out the Oakland A's by the score of four to nothing. While in Chicago, the White Sox defeated the Seattle Mariners by the score of five to four in ten innings. Yesterday in Triple A baseball, it was Game Two of the Iowa Cubs six-game series at Indianapolis. That's part of a 12-game road trip for the Iowa Cubs. Yesterday it was Indianapolis defeating the Iowa Cubs by the score of nine to four. Tonight, same two teams, I Cubs at the Indianapolis Indians, which is the Triple A of the Pittsburgh Pirates. First pitch, 6 o'clock at Indianapolis, Indiana tonight. And tonight, NFL preseason football. It's the final preseason weekend, week three. And the first game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. Pittsburgh is undefeated 2-0 in preseason play. Atlanta's record is 1-0-1. Kickoff six thirty 6-30 from Atlanta, Georgia. That game will be televised on the NFL Network. And the second game tonight has the Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Colts with a record of 1-1. and Eagles looking for their first win. Their record is 0-1-1. Kickoff at 7 o'clock from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And that game will be televised on Prime Video. And we are two days away from the start of Iowa Catholic Radio's coverage of Dowling Catholic High School football. This will be our 47th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. And the first game is this Saturday, August 26th. It's the season opener. Second ranked Dowling Catholic taking on 6th ranked Cedar Rapids Kennedy in a 5A district game. Pregame at 530 Saturday night with kickoff at 615 from Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. Join Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and me for the broadcast all season long here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio networks. And with your Thursday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark.
1: And finally, today's fun fact, although I don't really know how fun it may have been for St. Bartholomew in the moment. But according to legend, Bartholomew was skinned alive and beheaded. So he is frequently depicted holding his flayed skin or the curved flensing knife with which he was skinned. As a result he is remembered and approved as the patron saint of leather makers.
4: It's a little bit gruesome for 7:30. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I can handle that one.
1: It wasn't present in the saint of the day script I have that which I'm going to be presenting in a couple minutes here after the weather. So I thought I would bring that out because it's just sort of like we as Catholics we you know bad things happen, the cross happens, what do we do? We take it and we turn it into something for good because Jesus did that himself. So it can still be fun for us, even though it might not have been fun for Bartholomew. Exactly. Now don't
2: try this at home. <laughs> don't
1: try No, absolutely not. No cutting at all. Um, so what do we got going on with for the weather here, Brady? Yeah. A, are we getting a respite from the we heat got, at
4: all? We got some good news. The uh, excessive heat warning is going to end uh, today at 7 p.m. So – um I guess we can take a break on the water. Uh, For today, we got sunny and hot conditions, of course. A heat index value uh, as high as 110 degrees. Uh, For tonight, low around 73 degrees. Uh, Friday, a slight chance of showers. Mostly sunny with a high of 91. And then looking into your Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 83. Taking a look at current conditions around the state. Des Moines is at 81 degrees, Ames at 78, Marshalltown 80, uh, Creston 77, and Fairfield is at 80 degrees. Excellent. And your weather is brought to you by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. Call 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com.
1: Thank you, Brady. I was saying excellent because I found something that was a little bit more fun as far as a fun fact. Maybe yeah. today is National Waffle Day.
3: Ah, oh,
4: so
1: there I you love go. waffles. Go have a waffle. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I don't know which I like better, waffles or pancakes. Honestly,
1: well, today you have to you have to go for the waffle, right?
4: <laughs> Do we have any around here? I don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have to bring in a wa- I forgot the
1: waffle maker. But yeah, <laughs> let's let, let's let's go to your uh, we. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, it's uh, one one person who who did not waffle at all is our Saint of the Day. So let's go to our Saint of the Day right now, shall we? This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Bartholomew certainly didn't waffle when it came to the faith. He was a deeply honest man. He did not have the capacity to lie within him. St. Bartholomew was one of Jesus' original 12 apostles, Despite this, the Gospels reveal almost nothing about him under that name. Many scripture scholars suggest he was also known under the name Nathanael. John's Gospel records Nathanael's call, and Jesus pays him a true compliment. He is a true Israelite. In him there is no duplicity. We are confronted again with the fact that we know almost nothing about most of the apostles. The unknown ones were also the foundation stones, the twelve pillars of the new Israel. Their personalities were secondary to their great office of bearing tradition from their firsthand experience, speaking in the name of Jesus, putting the word made flesh into human words for the enlightenment of the world. Their holiness was a gift that they had to share with others. So we ask St. Bartholomew, patron saint of leather makers, pray for us. It's 41 minutes past the hour now on the Catholic Morning Show. When we come back, John Leonetti uh, conducted an interview with Aaron Seng a few weeks back that we're going to re air. It's the book, Light of the World, highlighting the writings of a few saints that you'll probably recognize. And we are on a Thursday this morning here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It's the Catholic Morning Show. Stay tuned for that interview and more next. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show.
7: Iowa Catholic Radio.
6: It's Thursday already, August 24th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Happy birthday to Deacon Chuck putt Deacon Chuck is among our retired deacons. Tune in to Bishop's Radio Show tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Bishop Johnson will be chatting with Justin White and World Youth Day Pilgrims about this life-changing experience. That's at 9 o'clock right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Charities has a plea, help us help them. Catholic Charities will help 250 refugees resettle in the next year. Help these individuals and families make Iowa their home. Remember, they come with almost no items but what they can carry. Catholic Charities needs new vacuums, lamps, pots, pans, brooms, mops, and much more for the refugees. For more information on how you can help, contact Emily Closaris at Catholic Charities. She's at 237-5078. Again, that's 237-5078. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formalware, in business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formalware, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at Skeffingtons.com.
8: Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at GoldenRulePHC.com.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving Central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Support for programming provided
8: by Trappist Caskets, a work of the monks of New Abbey in Piasta, Iowa. Embracing an honest approach to death can more readily affirm the real meaning of life. Trappist Caskets and Urns are made in the prayerful environment of the monastery using Iowa-grown wood from the abbey's sustainable forest. Each casket and urn is blessed by a monk. Quietly laboring with their hands for 175 years, the monks offer workmanship at the pinnacle of woodworker's craft. Available for immediate delivery or as a part of a pre-planning program. Learn more at trappistcaskets.com.
0: Fridays at 9 a.m., making it personal on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, connecting listeners with Christ.
3: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Fifteen minutes until the top of the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham, sitting in for John Leonetti. Before we get to the interview that he conducted with Aaron Singh, I want to re- remind you that coming up, we have the Man Up West Power Lunch returning Friday, September 8th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines with speaker Dr. Kevin Kilcawley, a licensed psychologist and a national certified health service provider. Dr. Kilcally is a Catholic husband, father, and founder of Integrative Psychology Services in Clive. His presentation will offer insights on loneliness, addiction, and building friendships with God and neighbor. The program begins at noon. Lunch provided by Chick-fil-A or bring your own. Registration is encouraged at com. So if you're a man and if you're in West Des Moines, sign up. Come on over to St. Francis of Assisi on September 8th. Right now, let's go to John Leonetti's interview with Aaron Singh, that he conducted the new the new book, Light of the World. And it's highlighting a bunch of different writings of saints. So let's go to that interview now.
7: Let's go to our next guest, uh, founder in, or excuse me, um, Well, we'll talk about, he's spokesman uh, right now for Light of the World, daily meditations on the traditional mass. We'll get to what else he does in a second. The book is by Father Benedict Bauer, uh, and Andrew Sang, Aaron Sang joins me. Hello, Aaron.
9: Hi there, John. Thanks Hi, for having
7: me. Thanks for coming on. Okay, uh, talk to me about the um, the author, Father Benedict Bauer. Who is he?
9: Yes, the great Benedict Bauer, uh, often referred to as Dom Bauer. It's kind of the Benedictine uh, greeting for, for priests. Dom Benedict Bauer, he's a German Benedict in the last century, uh, just passed in 1963, in fact. He's uh, well-loved, especially in the the Rhineland countries. He's a little less known in the U.S., uh, but in that time period, his own life, he was a professor of dogmatic theology. He was an abbot, in fact, an arch-abbot. Uh, The Abbey of Biron, and uh, majorly dedicated to the Holy Liturgy, uh, kind of expounding the mysteries of the faith through the lens of our our worship. So he's written several things kind of in that vein, and this is really his, his magnum opus, Light of the World. So why
7: publish this now?
9: Oh uh, well, of course we're seeing just a huge resurgence of interest in uh, the just all things traditional, but especially the traditional mass, the traditional breviary, uh, these different ways of bringing the ancient prayer of the church into our daily life, our lived experience. And Dom um, Bauer, in his day, was one of the great kind of teachers of that, especially for lay people. He, of course, was himself an abbot, and he spoke and wrote and presented for uh, many consecrated religious. But much of what he wrote was dedicated to helping lay people enter into uh, the realm of the sacred, even in the midst of their daily life.
7: When we talk about the traditional mass, are we talking about the Latin
9: mass? That's right. Yes. So the calendar that's uh, reflected here have daily meditations, day to day for the full year. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them are are extensive, so they have kind of multiple Chunks to be uh, to be prayed with for each of the different feast days, so there's some overlap uh, with the, the calendar of the missal that most folks are more familiar with. The 1969 uh, missal, Paul VI. Obviously, some of the feasts are the same. So we just yesterday had the purification of Our Lady, also known as the uh, presentation of Our Lord, also known as uh, Candlemas. So some of the days, of course, have overlap, and and some are unique.
7: Uh, your favorite part of the book or aspect of the book.
9: I think mine is just his his unction. He he really has a a, um, a a perspective that he brings to Holy Mass that make all the mysteries present. It's mm-hmm. something I think we we lose sight of a lot. Is that it's you know rather than a, a commemoration of things past or even kind of a an abstract meditation on uh, things that God has done or or um, just general kind of uh, drawing us into a spirit of prayer. He really has a focus on. On making these mysteries alive uh, for the believer at any given moment, realizing that you know these things that are celebrated in the liturgy are truly transpiring. They they have truly transpired in history. They're constantly transpiring in history, or in a, in a mystery rather, in in heaven, and that they bear upon our own daily life. He he really sees these things as clear and present to us now, and he writes in a way that's just profoundly beautiful it makes that makes that real for us
7: he talks about mental prayer contemplation based on the liturgical orations kind of walk us through that a little bit
9: yes so there's a whole section uh in the text early on where he explains uh really the benedictine spirit of prayer uh, in and through the holy liturgy so the benedictines have of course a a genius a, a very ancient genius for this and he he really unpacks that in very simple terms uh for, for folks like us, for lay people to go through. So he he says liturgical meditation, like liturgical piety, is based on the objective facts of the operation of God's grace on humanity. So He's, he's talking about what has happened. This is a dogmatic theologian, of course, so he's, he's a fan of, of dogmatic facts. Sure. What, what has happened, right, in, in history, what we can know theologically about God and his action in the world, it becomes present to us in this mysterious action of the liturgy itself. So the whole idea of praying the Mass or praying the divine office. Is itself to put us in touch with these these supernatural realities? It's more than simply uh, thinking of God or thinking of things that he's done. it's actually giving us this direct contact uh, to divine revelation. so he he has a whole uh, initial section that we're we're very blessed to uh, reclaim in this edition of his Light of the world that kind of unpacks this this Benedictine genius for praying in and through the liturgy.
7: He speaks to uh, battling vice and growing in virtue. Uh, any practical suggestions uh, for us today, this morning, just battling our vices?
9: Well, we've got some good seasons coming up for that right now. <laughs> Yeah we're we're looking ahead of course uh, set through the kind of pre-lent and then lent itself the, the fine 40 days um, yeah, the church has always recommended of course the prayer fasting almsgiving. <clears throat> but I, I find that uh don bauer here in in light of the world he he makes those a little more concrete from day to day uh especially given the nature of any particular feast you know there'll be of course we have saint days the uh the sanctoral cycle are kind of scattered throughout, you know, every every liturgical season, and each one of those, Don Bauer points out, there are unique actual graces available uh, pertinent to the lives of, of individual saints. So, if we talk about, uh, well, again, we just had Candlemas. There's there's extended meditations on the grace of light. You know, how how does that in fact uh, color our own our own lives of seeking? <clears throat> holiness in our daily situation. Well, he talks about that there are unique prayers, uh, again, in the traditional mass for the light of insight, the light of insight to dispel these particular, let's say, sin patterns or vices that uh, maybe are, are more obvious to others around us in our souls than they are to us. So these hidden faults, you know, there are particular prayers for the discovery of hidden faults is something we don't often think about. And he doesn't just draw
7: from from St. Benedict. I mean, he also draws from St. Ignatius of Loyola throughout the book.
9: That's right, and and not only him either. You have a major um, kind of key to, to the spiritualities of the different saints and uh, that are, are um, celebrated from day to day. So he, you know, he spent his whole life. I mean, if you talk about consulting an expert, you know, so this is an, a Benedictine archabbot who spent his whole life. Living in the presence of these uh, holy men and women, and really trying to imbibe, you know, their own insights into the uh, the Catholic life of holiness and growth and grace. And so, this is again kind of his his magnum opus, his unpacking of of all of that content from day to day throughout the year.
7: Where does Our Lady fit into all this for him?
9: Oh, it's my favorite part of the book. Honestly. Oh, nice! It's, uh, yes, he he has just the most amazing Marian meditations. I, I feel it's um, it really it could merit another book on its own. Just <laughs> just pulling those excerpts out nice. um, on Our Lady. I, he he has, I think, a, a deep personal love uh, for Our Lady, much like. Uh, John Paul II, of course, is very well known for that, um, just having a profound kind of Marian spirituality. And so anytime he's he's speaking of Our Lady, you just get this this deep sense of you know, his reverence for her, his love for her, his his filial uh, affection for her. And so anytime there's, of course, a Marian feast <clears throat> or even mysteries of Our Lord's life that uh, that involve Our Lady or can be looked at through the eyes of Our Lady, he, he never has faith. He always kind of takes that that approach, and I, I find that deeply edifying.
7: Is it Tradevo? Is that how you say it? <clears throat>
9: oh, Tratovox, yes. Tratovox. Well, yes, uh, uh, my other hat, yes, yes is the, <laughs> it's the Catechism Project. That's right.
7: <laughs> so, what are we doing here?
9: So, this is uh, related in as much as uh, Sophia Institute Press, of course, is kind of the, the parent company, the Benedictus imprint. Uh, is <clears throat> is uh, that which uh, the light of the world here appears under, and so I'm uh, so, so I bat for both. The Tractavox project is is the uh, multi-volume catechism collection, also produced by uh, Sophia Institute Press.
7: And, and since this is going to be, is it out already,
1: or you're here? But you can hear the rest of that interview with Aaron Sang on our website at iowacatholicradio.com. We'll have it posted there later this morning, and also uh, uh, on the podcast section at Iowa at the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app on demand. Just download that. It's free. Uh, Right now, we're going to go to Deacon Tony. Who shall we pray for this morning as we wrap up up the show, Deacon Tony?
2: Well, there's still the victims of the Los Angeles area flooding from the hurricanes and, of course, the the people that uh, were affected in Maui and plus all the intentions that we have here in our hearts. Let's pray, pray also for the recovery of Hannah um, harriman amy's daughter and let's ask saint michael to pray saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou o prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen.
1: Amen. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we have Father Andrew Winschiddle going to be prepping us for this Sunday's Gospel, the encounter with Jesus at Sunday Mass. We're also going to be airing an interview that John did with Father John Bartunik. And Frank Hardy will be in studio highlighting a benefit concert for Mary's Meals coming up about a week from now at Jasper Winery. So all good stuff coming up tomorrow. Stay tuned for Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. That's next. And then Catholic uh, Catholic Women Now. And Seeking Truth with Sharon Doran. After that, it's the Rosary and Mass. Stay tuned for all great programming here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And as always, remain confident in Christ's mercy and his love for you this day. And always for studio producer Deacon Tony Valdez and Brady Grimm, I'm Matt Wilkham. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit IowaCatholicRadio.com
7: Mondays at or
2: download 9 the Iowa Man Catholic up. Radio